Telemedicine has been moving slowly toward acceptance, but a new study shows this concept is on the verge of taking off as insurers and employers begin to take notice. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter at the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Devon Herrick, Senior Fellow at the National Center for Policy Analysis. Dr. Herrick is a healthcare economist specializing in such issues as empowering patients, smart shopping for prescriptions, internet-based medicine, consumer-driven healthcare, and innovative medical care providers. He has been quoted widely in the media. He has also contributed his own articles as contributing editor of Healthcare News, and his work has also appeared in Business Economics, Health Insurance Underwriter, Washington Times, and the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons. And he joins us today from National Center for Policy Analysis offices in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Devon Herrick, welcome to ReachMD XM157. Well, Bruce, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. And I know that from time to time, this issue comes up in my reporting, and I'm sure in your analysis relative to telemedicine. So tell us where we're at and tell us about this analysis that you all did and and where we're headed and how this is becoming more legitimate. Well, just think about it. I mean, it seems like medicine is the only area where we're not wired and connected as we are in all other areas of our work life and home life. But yet a doctor does not really like to talk to you on the phone because if you have insurance, oftentimes your insurance company may not want to reimburse for that. So you know, just think what that means. That means I have to take time off from work, drive across town, make an appointment well in advance, wait in a crowding waiting room just to get the simplest question answered. So this is really just moving into the information age. And so tell us where a lot of physicians generally want to know, and, and, and certainly um, consumers would have a better understanding. Where are we with reimbursement? I mean, is it still kind of in the pilot stages, or are we seeing more commercial insurers, Medicaid, Medicare doing this? Well, it, it is in the early stages, but in fact, it began outside of the third-party payment system. But as insurance companies begin to see that, well, this actually was a very efficient way to provide care, and that patients like and they weren't actually increasing the, the cost by calling for trivial reasons or substituting costlier office visits. We're getting to see quite a few insurance companies now at least have pilot projects to, to try this. I, I mean, of course, Kaiser Permanente was one of the first, but now we have various Blue Cross plans. I think Cigna in some areas. I think Aetna in some areas are, have at least some plans to reimburse for this. And so the good news there would be for consumers and providers is that some of the folks that you, the insurance companies that you rattled off there are providing coverage. What kind of coverage are they providing and, and you know, how are they paying for this? It's typically a reimbursement that's between 25 to $35 per phone consult or electronic consultation. But I, I think a, a really a greater or a better idea would be if Maybe your physician, your personal you know, family physician, would give you the choice. You could have an in-office visit or you could have an e-visit for those things when they don't need to be in the office to see the doctor in person. What would the phone consultation involve and would there be a difference in cost? Because it would seem that perhaps the physician might not have to take as much time and the patient would be able to save a lot of money by not having to drive into the office and wait and all sorts of other things. Oh, absolutely. You know, certain conditions, I mean, if you just need follow-up care, maybe you want to get a couple of prescriptions renewed or a new prescription for something that you've been on for a while, or maybe you actually have a chronic condition, but you could get lab tests, have those sent to your physician, 
and maybe talk to the physician on the phone. You know, why do you need to be there for every single visit? And it is more efficient. For example, like I said, a lot of places will reimburse $25 to $35, which is far less than the average in-person visit. That's a real cost savings. And, and with the telemedicine, could it be as simple as an Internet connection between a patient and a doctor? Could it be something that they could do after hours or could you walk me through a scenario here that would be pretty common for a physician well, and a patient? If you're like Kaiser Permanente, where they have electronic visits, they would have a secure web server mm-hmm. as part of their system. Mm-hmm. But if it's, say, a phone consultation, it might be as simple as, for example, Teladoc. I actually have access to Teladoc through, uh, through my health plan. Members have to sign up in advance so your, health, your medical history can be online so that whatever doctor takes that call can actually view your medical history online. You would call them and request a consultation. Usually within, say, 25, 30, typically less than an hour, a physician calls you back, and they can pull up your medical records online, look at the you know, medications you are on, and then you can discuss what condition or what your problem is, what your question is. And, of course, they would never prescribe narcotics, but if you're out of town, maybe you had to start getting a scratchy throat on the plane, you know, they might be able to, or you come down with the flu, they might be able to give you the Tamiflu or, or whatever wouldn't replace your primary care doctor, but it's a great avenue if you need access to a doctor quickly and you're away from home. And tell me about the setup. I mean, are physicians doing this also outside of the insurance arena? Are they setting things up and saying, hey, if you are uninsured or, or if you have extra money, sort of the concierge type situation, is that going on? And, and, and can doctors do that? I mean, can they just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to set up a telephone consultation practice? I think that it actually began outside of the third-party payment system simply because, you know, an insurance company does not really look for new ways of spending their money. But, yeah, there are, are doctors doing that. For example, Dr. Dappen, Dr. Alan Dappen that's in the Virginia area, he, you know, a few years back, he changed his practice over to where, you know, of course, you can still go into the office to see him, but he realized a lot of times he did not need to see you in the office. And so it was a case of you were expected to pay at the time of service, but it was much cheaper than, say, a, a traditional office visit. In fact, if all you need is a prescription renewed, you can get something like up to five prescriptions renewed for around eighteen twenty dollars And he can do that all via an Internet connection, or does he do it over the phone? I think it's mainly over the phone, but he also has email. Of course, the limitation is, you know, I'm in Texas. I could never call him because he's licensed in Virginia. And, of course, we have all these state laws where you cannot call across state lines and treat a patient. And so do you see this elsewhere where some entrepreneurial doctors uh, may be doing this? Or is there even something legislatively that would sort of allow this to be done a lot easier so you'd have more of these types of physicians outside of uh, Virginia and elsewhere doing this? Well, I think there are physicians that are becoming very interested in this. And sometimes it's on a case-by-case basis where they have a long-time patient and they just agree, yes, you, you, know, you can call up and, and you know, I'll charge for my time. Oftentimes, it's simple as that. It's 
there's not a reimbursement code. I'm charging for my time. You can have as much as you want, but you pay proportionally for that time. And, uh, and I really do think it's a, a great idea. And I've, I've heard that some doctors are a little bit leery, though, because there's always the concern about privacy and, and HIPAA and so on. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today is Dr. Devon Herrick. He's the senior fellow at the National Center for a Policy Analysis. And in his role as a healthcare economist, he's talking to us today about physician care and telemedicine and how this is really starting to take off. And we were just talking about some entrepreneurial efforts by a physician in Virginia whose primary practice, if you will, is doing consultations with telemedicine. So if you could, Dr. Herrick, tell us kind of where this might be going? How do you look at this in the future? Where, where will, will all patients have access to this? Will all doctors be interested in this? Well, I sure hope so. What I'm seeing is that younger patients especially are demanding access to their physicians electronically, simply because they're used to texting their friends, they're used to emailing their friends. And of course, everyone has a cell phone now. Many doctors are looking for ways of, in, of integrating this into their practice. You know, of course, there are some that are a little bit worried, like I said earlier, about the potential for privacy you know, violations and things like that. And, of course, there are the, the factors of state borders limit the ability to call patients that are in one state at the doctor's license in another state. But I think it will vastly increase access to physicians simply because we, you know, sometimes you get sick after hours or on weekends. And there are physicians out there who would be willing to talk to you on the phone on weekends, but they really don't want to be in the office on weekends. And some of these folks, when they do do these telemedicine consultations or an Internet consultation, the cost could be maybe, what, $25, something like that? Well, for example, I have access to Teladoc. It's a $35 fee each time I call. And if you think about it, your physician would not need to have a waiting room nearly as large or an office nearly as large, so they save on the overhead. They could actually be at home doing this from their privacy of their home office. So I think that's appealing to a lot of doctors. And you figure the cost of gas, (laughs) getting to the office, waiting in line, and I suppose if the physician knows the patient well enough, they can figure out whether indeed they need to come into the office just based on the symptoms that they're being told. Well, and I think it's especially important if you have a family doctor that would offer this type of, of benefit. Of course, sometimes you need to be in the office to present to the office to be in front of the doctor. But there are a lot of times that really it's just an inconvenience. The doctor doesn't need to physically have you, you know, in the office and could just talk to you on the phone. Some of the items of, of interest in your policy analysis that would tell us that something like this is needed, it said that according to, uh, there's a study that shows that one-third of patients reported problems seeing their primary care physicians, and nearly a quarter reported problems taking time from work to see a physician. Twelve percent reported their doctor was hard to reach by phone. So certainly there is a market out there for physicians and patients that want to see this happen? Well, in fact, they say that roughly 55% of emergency room visits are for conditions that really were not urgent, or at least emergencies. And in many cases, what happens is someone, maybe their child gets sick after hours on weekends, and they really just need information. Is this serious enough to go to the emergency room? If they could reach a doctor, the doctor could probably tell them that, you know, whether this is serious or maybe this is not serious. 
So I really think we could reduce some of the unnecessary ER visits if people had access to a doctor by phone. Now, you had mentioned Teladoc, and you had said that I believe they're one of the first providers online to do phone medical consultations, and their subscriber base has apparently taken off since January. Um, Where are they, and what other companies are we hearing about this if physicians are listening in, consumers listening in, and they want to be a part of this? Well, I first talked to Teladoc about a year ago, and they were anticipating at that time reaching their millionth member sometime in the fall, you know, of 2007. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people with access to a doctor by phone. But when I talked to them, I guess it was in July or August to see if they'd increased that, they had increased by about 60% in about eight or nine months. And so, and uh, really now, you know, initially it was people who didn't have coverage, or at least their insurance company wouldn't pay for it. Now they are working with a lot of health plans, simply because health plans are beginning to see this is something that might save an unnecessary ER visit, or this is a benefit we can give to patients that might be only slightly more than their regular cost sharing. And it it might actually save a lot of money in terms of you get a quick answer to your question, as opposed to i got to drive across town, go see my physician, spend maybe $100 on various tests or or what have you, when really just a simple discussion that lasts 10 or 15 minutes that costs 35 would be more efficient. And, And is this emerging elsewhere? Are there other companies getting into this? Or is it just as simple as a health insurer saying, you know what, Doc, if you want to set up in our contract negotiations with you, if you want to get paid for phone consultations, we'll do it. Is, is that happening? It's all the above, yes. I've talked to a variety of insurers that are now offering that option to their physicians. But also there are other companies. For example, there's a company called Doctor on Call. Uh, their business model is a little bit different from Teladoc from the standpoint that Doctor on Call operates sort of like a nurse call line, except the person on the other end of the phone is a physician. Now, one way they differ is Doctor on Call does not actually practice medicine. In other words, they cannot prescribe a drug. But if you are really worried about, is my kid sick enough to go to the ER, they can answer whatever question you may have, and including questions that you can't seem to get to your doctor <laughs> to ask. And it's not considered practicing medicine, but it is advice from a physician. Well, this has been very interesting. And the health insurers, once again, that are looking at this would be the Blue Cross plans, Kaiser Permanente? I think Cigna as well. And I think Aetna even has a pilot project in in a variety of states. Well, this has been very interesting. So physicians and consumers listening in, this telemedicine is certainly something that could very well be a part of your health plan and your health coverage and something that your doctor may soon be enrolled in. With that... I would like to thank Dr. Devon Herrick, who's been our guest. He is with the National Center for Policy Analysis in Dallas, Texas. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. If you have comments or suggestions, please call us at 888-MD-XM157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.